What a great time to be a Giant, be a fan of the Giants. Like we have something going here. We're building something special, and you know you can see it from the outside and inside. It's even more beautiful. Reflecting on everything that got me here, just to see that uniform, and you know I, I watched. That's the team I watched the most growing up. Cause my dad was a Giants fan. So once a Giant, always a Giant. For me, it's only a Giant. Welcome everybody to another edition of All In with Art Stapleton, a New York Giants podcast brought to you by NorthJersey.com and the USA Today Network. I am your host, Art Stapleton, and as you can see behind me, we are coming to you from a hotel room in Detroit, Michigan, right near the airport, so never know when you may hear an airplane buzzing by the window here. Uh, It'll make you feel just like home back at 1925 Giants Drive in East Rutherford. So it's been a busy week here in Detroit in the outskirts of Detroit in Allen Park for the two joint practices with the Giants and the Lions. And that's in advance of tonight's preseason football game. And we'll get into that a little bit. We wanted to kind of give you a podcast this afternoon, kind of looking ahead to tonight, talking a little bit about where the 53-man roster stands in my mind. Uh, hopefully you've all signed up for our newsletter, All In on New York Giants. If you have not, please go to northjersey.com slash all in. Pretty simple. You're watching the show or listening to the show. You know the name of the show. So we're kind of riding that all in banner. So you can put in your email address to receive the free newsletter It'll hit your inbox every Friday morning at 10 a.m. You'll have interaction with me. We'll have some special exclusives, not only with the fans, but also dealing with uh, you know time on the beat, uh, some things for, from some players. You'll have links to everything that we do, my favorite giant stories from the week that we did, uh, a whole bunch of stuff, and it's going to continue to evolve The debut edition went out this morning, Friday morning at 10 a.m. So if you did not get it in your inbox and you've already subscribed, please let me know uh, by emailing stapleton at northjersey.com. Give me your feedback, too. Tell me what you like, what you don't like. Like I said, we're trying to make it the best we can for you, the Giants fans. We know you're all in, so we're all in, too. So let's talk a little bit about tonight. The first question everybody wants to know, who's going to play? Well, from what I think, I don't think you're seeing any veteran starters out here uh, for Brian Dable. I don't think you're going to see Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, Dexter Lawrence, uh, Darren Waller, and Andrew Thomas, uh, and on and on and on. Uh, The guys you expect to be out there week one making a difference against the Cowboys are not going to be on the field tonight inside Ford Field. Why? Well, that's why they do the joint practices. It's in a controlled environment. The two head coaches can kind of control what plays are out there, what they're running. Uh, They're on the field in headsets. Brian Dable was with the Giants' offense and the Lions' defense. And then on the opposite field, parallel field here in Detroit, Dan Campbell was on the headset for the Lions offense against the Giants defense. They all run simultaneously, and it's kind of one of those uh, 
pick your poison, where you're watching. And I think by day two, I got a nice spot right in between the two parallel fields. So it's a lot of looking this way, a lot of looking that way and trying to keep up with everything you can. Uh, it's always good when the plays are not running simultaneously. You know, you'll get an offensive play and then the defense will be huddling up on the other side of the field. That's not intentional. That's always coincidental, but it's always fun when it happens. So you got to let me know. We are recording this today. We are putting the video on YouTube. We're adding to our platforms as to where All In will be available. It'll still be available on all of your podcast platforms, but it's also available on YouTube. The podcast back in the spring with Darren Waller, blew up and was great. And the reception we received, not only on uh, the audio side, but the video side uh, leads us to believe that there's another, another avenue that you guys want to see this podcast as much as you want to hear it. So we're going to do our best this season to work within the parameters of a new podcast policy. The giants have to get you more video uh, of the players when they come on the show, uh, we will try to do more video. My producer, Paul Wood, is doing a great job to try to work behind the scenes and make that happen. So uh, stay tuned on that front. But let me know. Do you like this? Do you like the all-in uh, video version on YouTube uh, as opposed to just the audio? I know a lot of people like listening on on their runs and their cars, which the audio will never go away. Uh, but I want to know how you feel about the audio, the YouTube aspect of the podcast all right so let's talk tonight i already told you that i don't believe we're going to see many starters if any who will you see well i believe you're going to see the rookies i think you're going to see deontay banks john michael schmitz jalen hyatt uh and then all the way down the line trey hawkins the third uh javarius owens um i think you're going to see these guys out there on the field uh and you know trying to find their way you read some of the quotes. I talked to Tommy DeVito, who I believe will probably play much of the second half. Uh, he's the, the kid from North Jersey. I covered him when he was in high school at Don Bosco. Uh, both he and Tommy Sweeney, who is the tight end trying to make this roster. He's a four-year veteran. He's from Ramsey. They both went to Don Bosco. Sweeney was a senior when DeVito was a freshman. Uh, you know, they talked about the idea of walking into the locker room and seeing your uniform hanging in the locker for the first time, that matters to guys. They remember that. They remember that during the season when they walk in on game day and that locker, that locker is filled with the game day uniform. Remember, they don't wear their uniforms during practice. They wear shells. So it's really a practice jersey. Most of the time it's short. Sometimes it's football pants, but it's not the same. And – Players really appreciate that. So when you're watching tonight's preseason game, I know a lot of you will. I know a lot of you will want to just catch up on highlights because of who's playing and who isn't playing. Uh, keep that in mind when guys are out here. Now, I think it's important for uh, Deontay Banks and John Michael Schmitz and Jalen Hyatt, all three who are expected to have integral roles on this team, uh, to get out there, especially Schmitz, to be the center, to be in the huddle, calling plays. You're on the road. 
you know, the Lions are coming off of, a, you know, they've got a lot of momentum right now. They didn't make the playoffs last year, but a lot of people looked at them as the best player, that, the best team that didn't make the playoffs. So they're out here. Uh, I think the crowd will be loud inside Ford Field. I've been here. It's one of my favorite stadiums to cover games. Uh, it's underrated. The press box is an open air press box, so you can base you're basically sitting uh, essentially in the stands, so it's loud. Uh, that's great experience for Schmitz. Because think about this: after tonight, the Giants are home for three straight games. The final two preseason games, one against Carolina, and then obviously the Jets. And then week one is home against the Cowboys. So he's essentially a month removed then from being in an opposing stadium, having to deal with the environment, the noise, uh, the hand signals. So even though he won't be playing with the first team offense, so to speak, I think it's good for Schmitz to get out there, to get used to kind of calling some of the plays. Uh, if he messes up some calls, you know, you just deal with it now. It's in the preseason. Uh, he was impressive this week against the Lions in joint practices. I thought he showed his stre- his play strength is improving. It's not just his play strength overall, what you think of, uh, well, he's not strong enough. He is strong enough. But when you get to this level, you know, you're not used to the urgency that the opposing players play with. You know, and when you have to go against Dexter Lawrence and practice every day, that's certainly not an easy task. Uh, essentially, anyone who John Michael Schmitz is going to see, as opposed to Dexter Lawrence, is going to be a drop-off. You know, they don't, they don't play the Rams till later on in the year, so he'll see Aaron Donald. But even Aaron Donald doesn't go square at nose guard over the center like Dexter Lawrence does. So, uh, JMS, big night for him. I think ultimately he's won that job. You may still see Ben Bredesen getting some st- – snaps at center, but I think the Giants have settled in on their offensive line. Uh, They probably won't declare that publicly, but I believe it'll be Andrew Thomas at left tackle. No kidding. Uh, Left guard will be Bredesen. I think center will be Schmitz. Right guard will be Mark Glowinski. And then at right tackle will be Evan Neal. I'd expect Evan Neal uh, to clear out a protocol this week and be back in practice. That'll be a good sign. In Evan Neal's spot, this week, Matt Parrott, you know, remember the days when Matt Parrott and Andrew Thomas were rookies and there were fans, a significant amount of them, who wanted Matt Parrott to play over Andrew Thomas at left tackle because they felt like he was the better player. Just think of how far we've come in three and a half years. Now, Matt Parrott has had a couple tough injuries, tore his ACL. Uh, he had a rough go of it last Saturday night against Kayvon Thibodeau. I talked about it on our reaction podcast that Thibodeau really had his way with Parrott. I got to be honest, Thibodeau, uh, Parrott played pretty well this week in the joint practices. Day one, Aiden Hutchinson from the Lions got him a little bit. Day two, I thought Parrott played pre- uh, pretty well to show the Giants that maybe he is the guy that could be the swing tackle on this offense. Now, Let's be honest. If Andrew Thomas went out at left tackle, no Giants fan wants to see that. Knock on wood, that does not happen. Uh, They're going to have problems at left tackle regardless. If Andrew Thomas isn't there, no one is filling in at left tackle. And, 
you know, holding firm as to where Andrew Thomas is. So that's something that the Giants have to consider when it's going in, be honest with themselves and see what happens. Uh, let's talk a little bit about where Daniel Jones is this this week. I think he'll get off tonight. I think he, both he and Tyrod Taylor, I think Tyrod Taylor gets the start. I don't know how long he's playing, and I think it would be DeVito after that. Uh, they're going to be there on the sideline helping Tommy DeVito through this. Uh, and I think it, it'll be interesting to see how this offense functions. Um, DeVito's game kind of plays into that freelance scramble mode. Now, the Giants don't want to see him freelancing uh, when he's under center, but if things break down, I could see DeVito out of the pocket and making some plays uh, to some of the guys that he has some good rapport with. Bryce Ford Wheaton, uh, he's had rapport with David Sills. I think Sills will get to play a lot uh, tonight with the third team, and we'll see where that goes. But as far as Daniel Jones goes, I've made this point, and I think it's very important. The difference in Daniel Jones right now is that he knows his team believes in him, his teammates. The front office and the coaching staff obviously believes in him by making the deal that they made, giving him the contract they did. Really for the first time, though, I don't think Daniel Jones has any doubts about whether or not he can lead this team to wins. I think that is a huge factor for him and what we've seen this summer. Bounce back from, I called it an uneven practice on Tuesday. It wasn't as terrible ever as everyone made it out to be. But I, I do think it was a little uneven. He missed a couple deep throws to Darren Waller. One was a nice play by Alec Anzalone, uh, Alex Anzalone, the linebacker for the Lions. Uh, but I think Jones is kind of set up now for the remainder of the summer to kind of tinker and get some things together uh, as to what they like as an offense, what they don't like as an offense, uh, and move forward from there. So uh, if you have not read my column on Daniel Jones, uh, a week ago, I was able to spend some time with him after practice. I asked him to the elite quarterback question, is Daniel Jones an elite quarterback? Obviously, hearkening back to Eli Manning in 2011, when Michael Kay asked Eli Manning that seemingly innocuous question, and it ended up becoming not only a footnote to that Super Bowl run, but it was really a prevailing storyline, is Eli elite? He said yes, and he ended up proving it, winning the Super Bowl against Tom Brady for the second time. Now, it's not the same with Daniel Jones. Eli Manning had a Super Bowl championship under his belt going into year five. Uh, but I do think that, you know, year four for Daniel Jones, making the playoffs, winning on the road. I don't want to hear about the Vikings and how flawed they were. They were a 13-win team in the regular season. Uh, the Giants should have beaten them twice. Uh, they lost on on really a miracle field goal at the end uh, it, on Christmas Day. But for the most part, uh, I think Daniel Jones, the questions will continue to be asked. But I do think that he is in a better spot now than where he was. Uh, let's think of some players tonight that have something, you know, they, they might be worth watching tonight. Jalen Hyatt. Uh, I think Jalen Hyatt will be on the field. He's had chemistry with Tyrod Taylor all summer. They've hit seemingly on a, on a big play downfield every time they've been together in practice. So it wouldn't surprise me tonight to see Jalen Hyatt uh, get a big play and, and really make that happen for this offense 
Uh, and I know the Giants fans would love that. Um, I'll close with this. Uh, well, let, let me give you a couple more. Deontay Johnson, an undrafted rookie from Toledo, inside linebacker. He's kind of that fourth guy behind Bobby O'Karake, uh, Micah McFadden, and Darian Beavers. Uh, I think you're going to see a lot of Deontay Johnson, and I think the coaches are intrigued. They want to see him out there running the defense uh, tonight to see uh, how much more they can put on his plate. So he's a guy I would watch. Uh, he's number 54. Keep an eye on him uh, and uh, keep an eye on Matt Parrott. I think he's going to get time, even though the first team won't be out there and he spent the week on the first team. Uh, I think Parrott playing well. I don't expect the Lions to play any starters either. So you have to keep all of this in perspective and with proper context. Uh, another guy I want to watch is Eric Gray, uh, the rookie running back, fifth-round pick. Uh, I think he's going to get an opportunity as the punt returner and the kickoff returner. That's a way that he can truly have a, a game-day impact. He's elusive in the open field. We'll see if he can do it. Uh, and I think he'll also get some run in the backfield with James Robinson and Jay Sean Corbin. I don't b- expect Gary Brightwell to play. He was hurt this week. Uh, this is a big, big, this would have been a big night for Gary Brightwell, I think. Uh, so some of these guys can kind of move ahead of him. Uh, and I did my 53. Uh, I had Brightwell not making the 53. Uh, I had seven wide receivers. I think Wandell Robinson comes off pup this week. So I had Sterling Shepard, Jalen Hyatt, Cole Beasley, Wandell Robinson, Paris Campbell, Isaiah Hodgins, and Darius Slayton. I think the Giants will take seven. The Bills traditionally took eight. Now, the one big difference for this is that the Giants, out of the wide receivers, nobody really plays special teams. So that's something that you need to look at and see where these guys fit. Can you afford to carry this many wide receivers uh, and have guys on the inactives? And is that really what you want to do? We'll have to see how that plays out over the next couple of weeks, who's healthy, who isn't. Uh, but, you know, obviously Jalen Hyatt's making the team. Wondell Robinson's making the team. I think Isaiah Hodgins and Darius Slayton are making the team, but I think Hyatt and Wondell are really the only two locks. This wide receiver core can go in a bunch of different directions. While it would be surprising to me to see, Hodgins and or Slayton not on this team. Um, you can definitely see a situation where, you know, if Hyatt plays really well, you know, is that a duplication of where Slayton is? You know, I think that might be more of a uh, trade deadline situation. If Hyatt is winning his routes and they want to give him more reps, are they going to keep Slayton here or can they get something for Darius Slayton on the market? I'm not saying that's been discussed by Joe Shane and his people in the front office, but it's certainly something to keep in mind if the numbers and the injuries stay down and the numbers stay up, what they might end up doing. Um, So the last thing I want to talk about before we uh, end this kind of preview show midday for, for giants lions preseason is uh, Deontay banks. I thought he was impressive this week. Um, I, I like the fact that he went against Amon Ross St. Brown, who really gave the Giants fits last year. Uh, Deontay Banks covered St. Brown better in camp this week in joint practices than any Giant did 
uh, in that game last year that the Lions won. I think it was 31-18 that they beat the Giants at MetLife Stadium. You know, what I like about Banks is he's aggressive, he's physical. Like he told me, and you should have heard his email on the last episode of All In, you know, he said, physicality is my superpower. He's got a little bit of personality. I think he gets lost because he's a quiet kid. Uh, He's from Baltimore, so he's got that Baltimore accent that's kind of hard to hear in press conferences. Um, You know, but once you get to know him and kind of get the tone of his voice, and I felt, you know, I kind of got a handle of his accent now. Talks a little fast, too. Uh, But I really like what I saw from Deontay Banks. The Giants attacked him early on in the spring. Uh, They've attacked him early on in training camp. I think it's a calculated move by Brian Dable to show him whatever they can possibly show him, knowing that they're going to be counting on him on the outside. Uh, I think you'll probably see Deontay Banks and Trey Hawkins III start tonight's game. Uh, So if they can make a play through the air uh, for the Giants, that's certainly something that fans will talk about. So I appreciate you listening to this show. Please give me your feedback. We're trying a bunch of different things for you guys to make sure You know, we got to stand up to our reputation of being all in. So do whatever we got to do to give you things. Remember the newsletter, NorthJersey.com backslash all in. All you have to do is put your email address in and it'll land in your mailbox every Friday morning. We're going to continue it throughout the regular season. You'll have a lot of stuff about the upcoming opponent. uh, My favorite stories from during the week. And we've got some exclusive stuff that we plan for fans that are part of the newsletter. And it's really a way to interact with you, the fans, the audience that we've built here through the years of my time on the beat, also here with All In with the podcast. So, again, much appreciated. Hope you guys enjoyed all the coverage this week from Detroit. I will be in the press box tonight. I'll have post-game observations, both on a special edition of All In Uh, If we can make it happen in the press box, it's going to be pretty late on a Friday night, but we'll see what we can do. Uh, Paul Wood and I will will do our best to get you something after the game. We'll also have observations and takeaways on NorthJersey.com, which really seem to do very well, that you guys like that. And then for tomorrow morning, I'll have uh, the Giants that impress the most uh, in Friday's game, probably about five or six of them, depending if it's a good day for the Giants. If there aren't any, then maybe that'll turn into a story of guys who really hurt their stock in the preseason. All right, that's about does it. So for my producer, Paul Wood, this is Art Stapleton. I remind you, we appreciate you being all in. We're all in as well. We'll see you after tonight's game and keep in touch, keep it locked in right here with NorthJersey.com and our coverage of the Giants.